you want to take a shot of water? Yes. Hey guys, you are listening to Drunk and Uncultured. We are a drinking problem masquerading as a pop culture podcast. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Lindsay. And that felt weird being out of order. (laughs) (laughs) Trying Uh, new things. Yeah, we're switching it up over here. Um, We did it out of order once. Once. I think like two episodes, three episodes ago. I don't remember. Um, So normally this is my week to do a Lindsay's Binge Watch update. But... we Stephanie went on a really cool trip to Europe. And yeah, this we, is our first episode. With episode back. back, yeah. yeah. So we pre-recorded everything else pretty much. So, uh, so um, we were gonna do like a longer or like a slightly buzzed, but figured it would just be better to be concise in the beginning of this episode. So yeah. we'll skip. We'll, we'll, we'll skip. <laughs> Sorry about <laughs> that. Sorry about that, guys. We will uh, skip the binge watch update. Um, not really binge watching anything. Super noteworthy anyways. Fair. Uh, I'll just do like three next time, I guess. Fair. Um, and we will cut into Stephanie talking about her trip to Europe and some of the cool beer bars and beers she drank. Yeah. So um, I recently got back from a two-week trip to Barcelona and London. Honestly, like the longest two weeks of my life. That <laughs> was very weird not seeing you for that long. Um, so we drank a lot. Shocking. Shocker to no one. Yeah. Um, so I'll just run through kind of like the cool spots we hit and what I really liked. Um, so first week was in Barcelona. Um, the first night we hit this really cool bar called Manchester. Okay. And it it was themed after all of the music that came out of Manchester, which was weird because it was in Barcelona, but Mm -hmm. I didn't question it. Um, they had a ton of artwork for like Joy Division, and then the, my favorite thing, and I have a picture of it, is um, there's a neon sign that just says "There is a light that never goes out." It'd be really ironic when they turn that light off at the end of the night. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Do they turn it off? I don't know. I did not stay to close it out. Oof. Bars close there at five a.m. Oof. Yeah. Um, I imagine they probably don't turn it off though, because it'd be ironic. And actually, maybe they turn it off they because sh- it's ironic. They should turn it off because it's ironic. Um. So that night we also, that was the first night, we also got to see Deer Hunter play at um, Sal Apollo. They also call it Club Apollo, so it's like a regular music venue. Mm -hmm. And um, our trip to Barcelona, we were going to Primavera Sound, and with your ticket, you got access to all these pre-shows throughout Mm -hmm. the week, which was really cool. So we just got to like walk right into this Deer Hunter show. I remember you saying that was like the venue. Yeah, it's like the cool venue there. Um... So that was sweet. I mean, obviously, we've, I've seen Deer Hunter several times, so mm-hmm. but that was fun. Um, after that, that night, we went to this really cool bar that I'm still obsessed with. It was called Nevermind, and it was themed as an indoor skate park. Okay. And I was blowing your phone up with, yeah. this is totally the bar we would hang out at. You act like that was the first, like the only time you blew my phone up. No, like, it was the it first was just, time. Like, it was constantly the first. throughout yeah. the trip, blowing yeah. my phone up. <laughs> That bar was really cool because they just played a lot of, like, grunge and then, like, alternative rock. Yeah, and they had a bunch it. of weird cocktails and, like, beers on draft. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just drank Heineken because Heineken in Europe is, like, the shit. It's, it's not bad. No, it's actually really good. I drank so much Heineken. I That's actually really so liked it. <laughs> I know, right? They We found out that in some parts of Europe, they double filter the water, so oh, it tastes a lot cleaner. That makes sense. Today I learned. T-I-L. I was today years old. <laughs> so, uh, that bar was really awesome. Um, the next day we went to, per my boyfriend's request, we went to this cocktail bar that was called Old Fashioned, mm-hmm. but their specialty is gin and tonics. It's not an old fashioned. <laughs> no. Not an old fashioned. <laughs> um, I had a bunch of really cool cocktails, but, uh, I had a bunch of really cool gin-based cocktails there. Um, I had one that came in a fish glass, mm-hmm. and then I had one that was a coffee, a cold brew coffee engine cocktail. Engine? Oh, and a gin. Yes. I thought you said engine. No. I'm sorry, what? No. <laughs> and gin. Uh, so that was really cool. And that night we also went to a place called Beer Cab. Okay. And Beer Cab was just... Uh, 
almost like a Hopcat type deal where it's like a restaurant and okay. they have a ton of beers on draft. Got but it. But like half of the beers were craft breweries from the U.S. Oh, cool. That's where you saw like pipeworks and stuff, right? They had pipeworks yeah. and then they had Perennial from St. Yeah, Louis. I remember you. And I think you posted about that on the yeah. Instagram stories. Uh, my boyfriend's drunk ass thought it would be funny to order a Braxis. I'm like, dude, you can get a Braxis here. He's like, no, you can't get a Braxis in Chicago. You have to get it in St. Louis. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you can get a Braxis in Chicago, but he got a Braxis. Oh, Jesus. God damn it, Steve. Uh, but that place was really fun. Um, the bartender there liked us so much, he added us as friends on Untapped. Aww. <laughs> yeah. So that was fun. Um, where else did we go that was cool? We went to a place, um, it was a really tiny brewery. Maybe, like, the inside could hold maybe 20 people. Okay. It was called, um, Barna Brew. Uh-huh. And we actually went there during kind of off hours, and we were the only people there, and we were just chatting with the guy behind the bar, and it turned out he was the owner. Oh, cool. Uh, Barna Brew was really cool. It was super small. I think they only had, like, four or five beers that they made, but their, the unique thing was their double IPA was made with a single hop. Like oh, they did cool. different variants of it, and we happened to be there with the mosaic. So, of course, I lost my mind. Yeah. I love mosaic. That's beers, really cool. And that was really good. Um, that place was cool. We went to this place called Old God, which was just like, um, I was trying to do a beer temple, where uh-huh. it was like the, all these really rare local beers on draft. Okay. Um, so, that place was really cool. And through there, I discovered, I think, my favorite brewery of the entire trip was called Garage Beer Company, mm-hmm. which was in Barcelona. And... It was more of like an American style brewery, but man, did they have some killer IPAs. Like, oh my God, they were amazing IPAs. Like, I really wanted to bring stuff back, but you can't really bring back international beers very well. So, but you know, we went twice in a a five day span. Yeah. Yeah. And I got a sweatshirt from there and that place was great. Cool. Um, And then we went to London so the beer in Barcelona was better, but I think the vibe of the bars in general was better in London. Mm-hmm. So kind of a toss up there. Okay. Um, I think my favorite bar, well, beer bar we went to was uh, a bit of a chain. It was just called um, Craft Beer Company. Okay. And they had, I think, six or seven tap rooms within downtown London area. Okay. And each of them had, I think... 20-ish regular taps and then like 10 casks. So um, my other favorite, like this is probably the fav- my favorite bar we went to like in general um, was called Old Street Records. And it was a cocktail bar that was like super like record store themed. Mm-hmm. And so while we were there, it was really fun because they were playing all like early 2000s indie. Okay. So like Black Party, Interpol, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes on repeat like it was amazing yeah yeah it was just awesome it was so much fun um their bathroom there was really cool because they had a timeline of the indie rock scene so they like would say like oh here's this genre on this year with these bands like that was really interesting um that bar was awesome the last bar that i really liked in london uh so we did go hit goose island Mm -hmm. in london which was actually really cool we hit my Keller in London, which yep. was really cool. Uh, the other, like, the last bar we went to that was awesome was called the Mayor of Scary Cat Town. Uh-huh. It's a speakeasy. And so you go in through this diner, and then, like, when you're at the hostess stand, you say, I'd like to see the mayor. And then they seat you at a table, and then someone comes through, like, a back door and, like, lets you in. They open the fridge, and you, like, go downstairs through this, like, old-time fridge. Mm-hmm. And that was a really cool cocktail bar. Everything has got, like, cats on the Uh walls, and they have, like, weird photos and paintings with cats inserted into them. Yeah, that was a cool spot, too. That is really cool. I like like experiences like that, where bars have an experience of you, like, going in. Yeah, so, like I said, um, beer was better in Barcelona, Uh which surprised me, but I think the bar scene was way more fun in London. Makes sense. Yeah, so, uh... Cool. Obviously, we did some festivals there, but mostly wanted to talk about the beer for you guys today. Um, And, you know, obviously, Stephanie went to more locations, so if you're ever going to London, um, I would say, like, don't don't hesitate uh, to reach out to us. Yeah, there's places that I have been... giving recommendations, so... Yeah, I was going to say, there's places that I was definitely recommended to go visit that I didn't even make it to in both Mm -hmm. cities, so... 
For sure. If you guys are ever going, cool. Let me know. Let's get into the beer for this episode. Yes. Um, and then the actual episode. Cool. So, Stephanie, what are we drinking? All right. So today I'm really excited that we're drinking this beer. So this is one of what I call my perfect fives. Okay. On Untapped. It's a rare. It's not rare, but I just call it, or no, the perfect fives is yes. rare. Yes. Yeah, sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Not that the beer is rare. Yeah. But. I was like, this beer is not rare. Uh, this is Nazareth. From True Brewing in Denver. Which is one of Stephanie's favorite It's breweries. one of my favorite breweries, one of my favorite beers of all time. So this is a double IPA, and I actually picked this up the day it was released. So I was in Denver. They release it every year on April 20th. Uh-huh. You know, 420. Yep. A. But, um, so I was at the tap room the day this was released, and I picked it up just for the podcast. Cool. Um, it says Weedian Double India Pale Ale, which makes sense that it's weedy because of 420. Yes. Um, the logo has, like, a one white cloud that's, like... Or, like, cloud. a smoke cloud, and then, like, a bunch of clouds underneath it. I am surprised that the True logo is nowhere on here. Other than the top where it says True Brewing Co., it doesn't have their actual logo anywhere on here. Um, this label is actually technically metalized. Is it? Oh, yeah. I can see the metal behind it's the, the print. It's the metal behind the print, yeah. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. Yeah. You, cool. Uh, ready to crack this bad boy? Yeah, so this is an 8.5% beer. Just gonna throw that out there. Oof, here we go. This, this smells, smells like a double pale ale. Yeah, it smells dank. I like that. That is good. Do you understand why it's one of my perfect vibes? Yeah, no, this is good. This is no joke, one of my favorite beers of all time. It smells dank. It doesn't taste as dank no, as it doesn't. smells, which is interesting. Um, it's almost a little tart, which makes sense because they do a lot of sours. True is mostly well known for their wild ales and their sours, but like this isn't like a sour, but it's got a no. sour like no. Even some they actually do some really cool sour IPAs. Got it. Yeah. So there's a little bit of a tartness to this. Yeah, which is nice. All right. So it's a little dry too. A little drying, yeah. Yeah, but it's not like overly dry, but it's like for a double IPA, it's it's got a citrusiness. It's got a citrusiness, it. but like it's you a little don't bit expect dry. it to be dry. Well, yeah, we say that all the time about double IPAs, and they're like always dry. They're always bit. dry. We're like, you don't expect it, it to be dry for some reason. Yeah. The ones that we pick are, um, but yeah, no, it's um, this is nice. I like this a lot, actually. I know. I can't really explain why. Like, it's there's so much depth in this, and I can't recognize a lot of it. Like, I know. I'm just drinking this, and like, I don't know what I'm tasting, but I like it. Yeah. I, like I've said probably four times in the last five minutes, I love this beer. This is super carbonated, actually. It's held up really well. Like, for how small their canning operation is, it's still very carbonated. I think it's just this beer, though, because I have some of their other beers and cans in my fridge, mm -hmm. and they're not carbonated. It's got, like, a bitter note if you let it sit, but, like, not overwhelmingly bitter. It's just, like, sharp, almost. Like, it's, it's if you hold it on your tongue, it's, like, a sharp bitter, and then it goes away immediately, and then it's replaced by, like, a little bit of a dry flavor. Yeah, I get that. Um, all right, what are the three words? Um, I get a tropical note, so mm -hmm. I was going to say tropical, I was going to say light, so yeah. for this being an 8.5% beer, it's I've super crushable. Honestly drank like three, uh, third of it already. Third of this yeah. already. <laughs> um, and then my last word is going to be dank, and especially mm -hmm. for the smell, like it smells a little weedy. Yeah. So I would say like dank, tropical, and like crisp. Yeah. Like there's, ooh, that's a good crisp word is like a, I think it's a really good word to describe it because like it is very like light and easy to drink yeah. but like the word crisp just like comes to mind because it's like i could chug this and be fucked up but i could easily chug this yeah and but like that i think that, that sharp, sharp flavor yeah, yeah that sharp flavor is giving me like a crisp no yeah oh no i oh man all right now you understand let's get into the episode so as mentioned before, this is the first time Stephanie and I have gotten back together to record a full-length episode yes. since she's been back. And we wanted to do something really kind of just, like, fun. We were actually at Temperance, like, brainstorming ideas. Uh-huh. Um, and realized that it is the 15-year anniversary this year of the movie 
Dodgeball, a true, a true underdog, underdog story. I was not prepared to say that in unison, by the way, and that just kind of came <laughs> It happens a lot. <laughs> um, so, we are doing Dodgeball today. Um, Stephanie, if you want to give a synopsis. Yeah, so, uh, quick reminder, uh, Dodgeball was released on June 18th of 2004. So, this is coming to you a couple days after the actual 15-year anniversary. Correct, yes. Uh, so, a brief synopsis for those of you that for some reason, may have never seen this. Uh, Average Joe's gym and its owner, Peter LaFleur, who's played by Vince Vaughn, um, are both down on their luck. And I think I pulled this from Wikipedia, by the way. <laughs> it sounds like you did. Uh, a super fancy competing gym called Globo Gym, uh, run by the maniacal health nut, White Goodman, played by Ben Stiller is going to put Average Joe's out of business unless Peter can raise $50,000 to keep the mortgage on the gym. In order to save the gym, Peter and the... If it says oh. ragtag on here, it's definitely from Wikipedia. Yeah, it's really from Wikipedia. <laughs> uh, it definitely says ragtag, yeah. but I was going to say the group of misfits. Also Wikipedia. Also probably Wikipedia. Uh, so Peter and the gang from Average Joe's Gym and it's a combination of members and employees decide to enter a dodgeball contest with a big cash prize. In response, White forms his own Globo Gym team to route the competition. Cool. So this has Vince Vaughn as the protagonist, Ben Stiller as the antagonist, Christine Taylor as the love interest. Rip Torn, Justin, Justin Long, Long, and Alan, Alan Tudyk. Tudyk are some of the other big names that came from this. Yeah. So, um, I think we can get into some conversation topics. And then yeah, we can get let's into chat. Topics. And then we can chat through my nonsense notes. I actually just want to read some of your nonsense notes because <laughs> I think totally it's really funny. funny. Well, some of the notes... Um, we'll tell the story towards the end okay. of how these notes came about. Okay, um, let's start with our conversation topics and then we can read through my... I really just... There are some hilarious ones on here. Okay, so... Do you remember what your first experience with dodgeball was? Um, I don't know if I remember specifically, but I would have been like 10 when this came out. Okay. So I'm pretty sure that I talked my dad into renting this from like family video. Okay. And I'm pretty sure that he watched it with me and did not like it. Reasonable. I'm also pretty sure that he like thought it was funny, but like it's not his kind of humor. Uh-huh. And I'm also pretty sure my mom watched it and hated it. Okay, so my mom's very like uptight conservative, <laughs> and my dad at least has a sense of humor, so I'm sh- I think he still thought it was funny. Got it. But he just like didn't. It's not his kind of humor. Okay. Um, I don't really remember my first experience either. I think the first time I saw it might have been like on TNT or something or like TBS. It, when it was oh like, my god, it played on TNT all the yeah, time. Yeah, like I think it was like on TV and that was the first yeah. time I saw it and I probably watched it with my parents. My dad has like the same sense of humor that I do so he probably thought it was funny. My mom probably just was like, this is kind of stupid. Um, but I remember watching on TV and like constantly watching on TV because it was I feel like it was on, on all the time. It was always on. Even when I was like Living at home, you know, between like semesters of college, yeah, no, like I feel like it's it was always, still always on. on. I feel like, yeah. Um, who is your favorite character? Steve the Pirate. Same, <laughs> same. Definitely. Uh, so Steve the Pirate or uh, just a uh, Pepper. Uh, what's his fucking name? Hold on, I wrote this down. Patches. Patches O'Houlihan is funny. Um, my other favorite character is. Name. Is it Pepper, the guy that's like one of the commentators? Yes. Okay. Also, Cotton. <laughs> Cotton is not funny. Cotton is funny to me because it's, um, fuck, what's that guy's name? Then Pepper Brooks is. Who's the actor for Cotton again? He's in Arrested Development? No, that's Pepper Brooks. Oh, it's Jason Bateman. Oh, <laughs> Jason Bateman's character is my yes. favorite. <laughs> Jason Bateman and is Pepper Brooks. That's what it is. Sorry. That's I thought that was Cotton. No, Cotton is like the straight man, and then uh, Jason yes, Bateman yes, yes. is like the goofy guy yep. that has the best one-liners in the movie. He does have great one-liners. Um, oh, Patches O'Houlihan is also hilarious. Patches so Rip, is really Rip Torn's character. Yeah. And then uh, Steve the Pirate is Alan Tudyk. All right, so we kind of covered over our first impression. Um, yeah. What jokes did you not get? Or, like, a um, joke that you did not get? Pretty much anything that Patches says. 
Yeah. Like, I, so... I probably didn't get anything sexual either. Yeah, so that's most of what Patches says uh-huh. are, like, super sexual. Ooh, I didn't get the fact that the guy, when he shoved the pizza down his pants, that he was, like, masturbating with the pizza. He's, like, watching someone, like, cooking pizza, yeah. and then he, like, smells the pizza. That's White Goodman's character. Yeah. He's, like... He like smells the pizza and then he like puts it down his pants. I did not get and that. And then Michelle, the, the other pizza. trainer, like breaks open the door and like says something and he's like, Why'd you come in here my solo time? Yeah. Like I did not get yeah, that. Yeah, I did not get that either. Um Uh the fact that they're in a bar in the very beginning called the Dirty Sanchez. Yep, did not get that either. <laughs> um another one I did not get. Hold on. Um Another one I didn't get was um, when they're watching the, like, dodgeball training video, the kid is smoking opium. Oh. He's, like, got, like, a bomb. Uh, yeah, I didn't know. I thought it was just weed. No. Well, it's, like, they're talking about the opioid crisis, so the yeah. kid's definitely smoking some shit. That makes sense. Um, that was one that I didn't notice. Um, pretty much anything sexual. Like, yeah. Patches says something like, hump it into submission. Yep. Love the smell of queef in the morning. Um, I don't think I quite understood the BDSM uniforms that they wear in the first round of, like, the Uh national competition. I don't think I quite got it until later. Yeah. And by later, I mean a couple of days ago. Like, I knew they were BDSM stuff, but I didn't quite, like, think about it until a few days ago. All right. um, What's the most quotable line? Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. <laughs> I, say, I actually say that a lot. I know. That's a good one. Um, that's something I say quite like quite often. Um, that's probably... I think that one's a big one. And then... Um, when you go... When they're... Uh, they come into the Dirty Sanchez right after Average Joe's wins, you know, the regional championship or whatever against the Girl Scouts... White Goodman brings in the Globo Gym team. He's like, we will. We will rock you. And they go, <laughs> I forgot about I that. I do that one a lot. Uh, <laughs> um, also, Donde Estas La Biblioteca. That's not that quotable, but that's one of the most hilarious <laughs> lines in the movie. Line. White's um, just like sitting I in think... Peter's hotel room smoking a cigarette. He's like, Donde Esta La Biblioteca. I just uh, signed for <laughs> Globo Gym in Mexico City. <laughs> But I definitely think nobody makes me bleed my own blood. That's the, probably the most quotable. That is something I say constantly. Although after like rewatching it, I, there's a lot of really quotable things, but it's that's definitely it's like definitely the one not. that has stood the test of time. All right, controversial topic: Who should have really won? The Germans. The Germans. The Germans or the Japanese team? There was a member of the Japanese team <laughs> whose name is like. Miyazaki, Hyundai, <laughs> Oshima, or like something ridiculous, <laughs> something super fucking racist. Yeah, yeah. I um, also really enjoyed um, the inner city dodgeball yeah. team, where it's very early two thousands. They're all in blue, like velvet jumpsuits mm-hmm. with like the white bucket hats, yeah. <laughs> um, and they're break dancing on the fucking court. There is a follow up question to this, and it's why were the Germans obsessed with David Hasselhoff? Answer, why not? Why the fuck not? not? But, so I didn't quite understand, that was something I didn't really get when I was a kid, but... As an adult, you get it now? A little bit more, but that's only because now I know that David Hasselhoff put out a musical album, and it was only popular in Germany. I mean, did you know he was in the movie? Yes. So I, one, I love that they're obsessed with David Hasselhoff, and he like holds a photo of David Hasselhoff as like... This is our king. He's literally the him. coach. Yeah. Um, there's a really interesting thing about that, though. So that cameo was last minute. It was like a last minute thing, yeah. Because the stunt coordinator actually said like he knew him, and they asked him to be on, and he said yes, which is super cool. Uh, slight tangent. I love that he just goes and like does what <laughs> the fuck ever he wants. Ever. Yeah. He's in so much random shit. He is. I love it. I love it. So um, not so much a discussion point, but more of just like a point in general. Uh, Christine Taylor and Ben Stiller were married at the time of this movie, and Christine Taylor was the girl that Vince Vaughn got. Yeah. And I just feel like that's really interesting. Well, she was already the girl that Ben Stiller got in Zoolander. True. And, yeah. True. (laughs) They've already been, you know, together in a movie, so why not? 
Yeah, I actually read when doing research for this that um, she had like taken a break from acting yeah. to take care of their kids. I believe it was their kids. She, I mean, I don't really remember. I'm kind of drunk at this point. Um, <laughs> uh, but like the director wanted her to be in it and they wanted her for this role. Yeah. Um, so I do remember reading that when this was written, the people that they had in mind immediately were Vince Vaughn, Ben Stiller, Christine Taylor, and, and Justin, Justin Long. Long. Yeah. Which, so, super interesting that he had Vince Vaughn and Ben Stiller in mind for this was because, um, the writer, or the, yeah, the, the writer, whose name I don't remember. The writer, uh, Ross and... Marshall Thurber um, was a kind of unknown at the time. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that he actually got the people he had in mind yeah. for the roles was really interesting. I also found it interesting that Justin Long was the person he thought of. Yeah. Something about Justin I Long. I know. Well, Justin Long had already been in quite a bit at this time, but I feel like this was the first time I remember seeing him in something. Also, like, I mean, I've seen Galaxy Quest. Especially. Like, but, I feel like this is the first comedy I saw yeah. Justin Long in. So I didn't see Galaxy Quest until after I had seen Dodgeball. Yeah. So for me, I think this was my first time seeing Justin Long. Yep. Um, and then another fun fact about Ben Stiller and Christine Taylor is that uh, Ben Stiller hit Christine Taylor in the face with a dodgeball twice during the film. Oh, was it, was it the scene where he, like, throws it at her? Yeah. And, and she's, like, like they were, like, the course? two accidents. So, like... He didn't actually mean to hit her in the face, but he did, um, which I think is hilarious. So the next thing that we actually want to talk about um, is our experience with dodgeball, which outside of like high school and like middle yeah. school, which is Goose Island dodgeball. Okay, so the reason that this made it onto our list of topics is because the very first year that I went to Goose Island dodgeball, no joke. Every 15 seconds, I said, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. And I thought my boyfriend was going <laughs> to kill me. Um, and from there, every time that you and I have gotten to dodgeball, we, we always say that. Too. And I think Steve is probably going to shove me down bleachers one day. <laughs> one of these times. One of these One times. of these years. We'll see. Hasn't um, happened yet. The next thing that we have on here is uniforms. Yeah. I have a comment... On top of the comment you have. Okay. I'll let you go first. Um, so, interesting fact is that the colors of the average Joe's wore were chosen because of the similarity to the colors worn by the team in Hoosier. Yes. So, it's the Indiana Hoosiers from, like, Indiana State. Is that right? Yes, you did. Okay. <laughs> the other note I have is in the scenes where they're actually on the dodgeball court, um... Christine Taylor's character is the uh-huh. only one wearing shorts normally, and that's because she thought the pants were ugly and unflattering, so she insisted that she wore shorts. Got it. So not a sexist thing. No, it's because she, she literally did not like them. All right. Which also, fair. Those are some ugly-ass pants. Next comment, which is something that you wrote down in your notebook that I translated, and I can't remember why, because we are kind of drunk oh, because No, so it was because we were laughing at the fact that we love Steve the Oh, Pirates. yeah, and so we couldn't one of the... who played him. Yeah. Alan Tudyk. Yeah, Alan Tudyk Who is, is in, like, Firefly and a bunch of random shit. Like, he also plays guy. K2SO in Rogue One. The oh, robot? Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. He's the voice. I love Alan Tudyk. And I so, do, too. We're like, what the fuck is his name? We're like, who is the pirate guy? No, that's also... Well, I think originally in my notebook I had written, wait, there's a pirate? Which is from the movie. Yeah. Um, next note is the five Ds of Dodgeball, which are... Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. Um, and then the last note that we have... Also, that makes me... That reminds me of one of the other most quotable lines that I totally overlooked. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> That's actually, I think, the most quotable line. If you can dodge a wrench. Speaking of dodging wrenches, actually. So, in the movie, the wrenches were made out of rubber... But Justin Long took one to the forehead and started bleeding and had a concussion. Was it the scene where, like, Patches first throws it and says I don't like, know which scene uh, it was. I Justin just know. gets hit in the face. He was, like, he split his eyebrow open and was bleeding profusely and then had a concussion because of getting hit with I a wrench. He had a mild concussion. Like a, still whatever. a concussion. It's still a concussion. Yeah. It still um, counts. Which means, uh, I mean, he couldn't dodge a ball because he couldn't dodge that wrench. He could not dodge that rubber wrench. Um, but the next topic I have, and this is the last one before we get into some of the quotes and just general stuff, um, is ESPN 8, the Ocho. 
So, for the last couple of years... Last two years, so 2017 2018. They've done um, ESPN2. Yep. Is that right? They've recalled the ESPN8, the Ocho. They have renamed it on August 8th. Mm-hmm. So, 8-8. Um, they, yeah, they rename it the Ojo, and then they play, like, a bunch of random shit. They, last year, they played dodgeball multiple times oh, throughout the awesome. day. Oh, that's awesome. Um, and they have, like, random, like, sumo wrestling, like, just wild shit that ESPN2 well, would normally so show. ESPN8 is inspired by ESPNU, yep. where they actually did used to air dodgeball tournaments. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Okay. So and that's that where the inspiration came from, and then they just made up the name and thought it was funny. Cool. So the next thing on here I have, um, I cannot confirm this because we do not have a DVD of this. Who has DVDs anymore? But apparently the DVD commentary is wild, according to the internet. Um, what happens is Vince Vaughn and Rawson uh, Thurber, who is the writer slash director, are sitting there talking shit essentially about Ben Siller for being late. Um, when he shows up, they fight like have an argument and that's it and then the commentary for there's something about mary supposedly starts found one on the internet cannot con- conduct can't confirm <laughs> there's actually a bunch of easter eggs hidden in the dvds apparently uh-huh. so i think i read and obviously i don't remember I, my recent experience watching this was on amazon uh-huh. so not on a dvd not a dvd but apparently there are extra hidden scenes outside of like deleted like the deleted scenes. scenes. Oh, cool. And it's any time that Ben Stiller snaps his fingers. Oh, interesting. And I think there's four or five times. And like if, whenever he snaps, you're supposed to like click something on your remote. And he goes, congratulations, you found it. And then like, I actually it plays the scene. Remember that being a thing about movies in the 2000s? So like, a lot of like the Harry Potter DVDs, like the older ones, would have like hidden Easter eggs where like, if you click like left or right, you wouldn't find them. But if you like randomly clicked up, like at a certain spot, yeah. like it would go to like an owl or whatever, and like you yeah, clicked yeah. it, and it would be an Easter egg. Um, so I remember that being a huge thing when like DVDs were big. Yeah. Like, back when they were big. Now I'm wondering if Zoolander has one because I really love Zoolander and I want to watch Easter eggs. I think I have an idea. Probably just find somewhere. them on the internet. Honestly, I mean, honestly, not wrong. <clears throat> Who has time for anything but the internet anymore? The next fact I have is that. Apparently, in the original ending, the average Joe's lost, um, and it ended with Steve the Pirate, who was arrested after invading the Treasure Island ship, um, <laughs> swinging in the door with his, like, quote-unquote loot, and that explains why the money at the very end of the movie is in the a treasure chest. pirate's chest. Um, That's hilarious. But they tested that with audiences, and it tested very poorly, so they changed it to the theatrical ending that we know and yeah. love today. Um, I, yeah, it's interesting. I like. I, I, I love heard it just like ended. Yeah, like, cut. I love underdog stories, but I also like kind of love underdog stories that aren't satisfying at the same time. It's like you know that they're gonna win, but I feel like if they were to end with that, you'd be like, oh fuck, they didn't win. Yeah. Um, cool. All right. So Lindsay alluded to this earlier, but we are going to enter the Stephanie's notes rewatch section of. The podcast. Yeah, so tell the story about how these came about. Yes. So, about two nights ago, I had plans, and then they all, everyone kind of bailed on the plans, and my boyfriend was at, like, a work thing that night, so I was like, you know what? I'm home alone, and I was starting to do some research for the podcast, and I was like, you know what would be a good idea? I should rewatch the movie. Mm -hmm. And I found out that I could rent it on Amazon. Or buy it for a dollar more. So you bet your ass I fucking bought it (laughs) on my boyfriend's uh, credit card. So thanks, Steve. Thanks, Steve. (laughs) Um, I owe you five dollars, Steve. So uh, I bought the movie, and uh, then I cracked a beer, started watching, cracked another beer, cracked another beer, and I cracked another beer. (laughs) So. I had a salad for dinner and then had four beers and watched this movie. All right. So I'm actually going to go through and pick my favorite ones. And I want Stephanie to kind of explain. I do also want to note that so these notes consist. These are actually edited notes. The notes originally were a lot more chaotic. Oh, no, that's funny. Um, so there are quotes, questions, and comments. So some of these that make no sense are quotes. <laughs> 
Some of these are drunken nonsense. And then some of these are also, if there's a double star, listeners can't see this, but for you, there's a double star by it. It's a joke I did not realize was there. Okay. So I'm going to start off. There's some random notes in here. Um, how about how this takes place in 1993? Yes. So I can explain this. Um, so if you watch the very beginning when they're showing the trailer for Glow, or not the trailer, the, uh, advertisement the for Global yeah. Gym, White Goodman says, six, this was me six years ago. And, and it like says 600 pounds. When he's 600 pounds, it says 1987. Got it. So this takes place in 1993, apparently. Yes. Um, but... Or do you, um, do you not There's, have... like, some random continuity errors yeah. in general. With exactly. Like Lance Armstrong, specifically. That was one of my favorites. Um, okay, I'll let you go first. Also, before Lance Armstrong, like, was outed as a fucking... I was gonna person. say, so, my thing was, there's Lance Armstrong, when he's talking to Peter LaFleur after, he's like, I've won five, you know, I came, yeah. after being diagnosed with lung cancer, testicular cancer, and brain cancer, I came back and won five Tour de France's. Did he actually, he only had testicular cancer, That's right? what I thought. That's what I thought. I don't know if that's correct, I but think that's that what I, I thought. I don't think he had all those cancers. But, he literally looks at Peter and he goes, well, Vince Vaughn, and he goes, I'm sure your decision won't haunt you for life. And then I, like, Ooh. laughed so fucking Ooh. hard. <laughs> Um, that was one of the ones that made me laugh the hardest. I'm pretty sure he just had testicular cancer. Like, I don't think... I think it was just, like, a joke that he had all of those. Um, Do you want me to fact check? No, because I don't think it's true. <laughs> I spelled cancer wrong, but the internet knows. He just had testicular cancer. No, I think it was just a joke. Um, okay, so my favorite first... Like the, looking through this list, um, <laughs> the one I feel... Like, I, there's a really funny one on here, and it's like, I can hear you saying this. It says... Do you ever feel like Lobo Gym is Midtown or Lakeshore and Average Joe's is like CAC or Export or something shitty? Red that verbatim on here. Uh, Red verbatim. Well, so yes, I was watching I the advertisement for Lobo Gym and I was like, this is fucking Midtown up here. So yes, I do. However, I think that CAC is like, so CAC is Chicago Athletic Club. Um, I don't think it's that shitty. Like I think like, but no, I think Average Joe's is like Planet Fitness. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, correct. But I was thinking more locally in my brain. But yes, Average Joe's is a one-off Planet Fitness. Yeah. They give out pizza on Fridays and have candy sitting at the sign-in. I've never been to a Planet Fitness. I'm just saying that from friends that have said things like that. But all right, the next. Honestly, I'm only reading these like because they're funny and not like for the movie. But the next one says. Joel David Moore used to be like the nerdy weird guy in every movie, and now he's like a real dramatic actor. Um, Avatar, Money in the Bin, Bones, uh, other things. So he was a so he was an active character. These are like my bad notes. So like uh, Joel David no, that's Moore. That's why it's funny. Though. So no, don't even explain. It. I want to read more. No, really I feel like I have to explain myself. No, I have to explain myself. So, Joel David Moore was obviously, he played Owen in Dodgeball, who's like the nerdy, like awkward guy. And then he was JP in Grandma's Boy, who's like the robot guy. I'm fucking crying. And then after, after he was all these nerdy guys, he was in Bones, and then he was in Avatar. So he's rolling in that <laughs> Avatar money right now. He's in <laughs> Avatar 2, 3, 4, and 5, according to his I, IMDb. No, we gotta move on. I'm crying. <laughs> Next note. Was Justin in high school at all of this? How old was he when this came out? He's supposed to be a high schooler. Well, so all of a sudden, I like had a realization, and they're talking about Justin and his high school cheerleading. I'm like, wait, how old was Justin Long when this came out? I That was meant to be a thing that I looked up, and I didn't look up. <laughs> Next one. Peter's tax report stuff is literally me trying to do anything adult-related. Re- also, same. He's Next one. <laughs> no. Moving on. Next one. The pump for his jumpsuit to make his penis look bigger. Ha 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 ha. You literally wrote ha 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 ha. I fucking love that. I don't know why it's so funny, but it is. Uh, the fact that you wrote that. You 
wrote ha 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 ha. It's not even the joke. It's the fact that you wrote ha ha Well, it was meant to be a thing that I explained, but then I was like, we're never going to go through these fucking nuts. Oh, no, we are. And here we are. Uh. Listen, they were a lot worse yesterday when I went through them. Oh, my God. I'm crying. I'm literally crying. Well, one of these that I made fun of you for, gave you shit for earlier, um... Why don't we pay it off in Canadian dollars and save ourselves some money? And you're like, I don't get it. I was like, that's literally a fucking quote from the movie. I thought, well, it was a response to a Letterkenny reference. That's, that's why, why that was, was the quote that I gave. Um, okay, that's like the end of the really funny ones, honestly. <laughs> Everything after that is like a, a quote that you put in here. One of my favorite quotes that I put in here is when Dwight goes, Oof, she gotta be a lesbian. That's after... Um, Kate throws, like, the dodgeball, like, softball style. Yeah. And, like, knocks the, oh, I forgot about the that. Yeah. white, yeah. like, cardboard cutout head off. Oh. And he goes, oh, she gotta be a lesbian. And I, then I kind of thought back, and I was like, this movie's kind of sexist. Especially, like, later on in the movie when she, like, kisses her ex-girlfriend Joyce yeah. or whatever. And then she's like, I'm not a lesbian. I'm, I'm a bisexual. bisexual. And I was like, yeah. that's kind of shitty. Yeah. No, but, um... I remember that now, and yes. Also, I'm really sorry for laughing a lot while reading these. Cause um, I do, it's less funny just, now that I've gotten through. Like, I honestly wait. Was, can I just I, read through the Pepper Brooks quote? Yes, but let me just like prep, like and not preface this, but like explain them. This is the first time I've read some of these. This is really fucking funny. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, no, that got bad. <laughs> I quite enjoyed reading these in like your headspace and like knowing that you were drunk. I was like three to four beers. Yeah, deep knowing that you points. were drunk and also hearing this in your voice and not reading these for the first time. <laughs> yeah. So, um, per my notes, I would like to read some of the Pepper Brooks, aka Jason Bateman quotes yep, that I do. wrote down. So obviously, all of these take place when they're in the final championship. You know, and I just, like, wrote down anything that I thought was really fucking funny. So, like, she used an entire script for the movie. Uh, yes. what you wrote. <laughs> um, so when Average Joes is on the field in their first round, they're obviously in the BDSM uniforms, and he goes, Leather and latex belong in the bedroom, not on the dodgeball court. And I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. Um, at one point he goes, he doesn't have any balls, Cotton. I love that Cotton's like the straight man. Yeah, I don't really remember that. I think it's one. because they were out of balls in the one oh, side. He was the one man standing. Yeah, He's I like, he now. doesn't have any balls. Yeah, Cotton. I remember that now. Uh, anything Pepper says is just pure gold. I wish I would have made a list of things that Patches O'Houlihan said, because mm-hmm. I, I got a lot of those too. Um, he At one point, um, I think it's when... The lumberjack team is on. He's like, this is when we separate the awkwardly feminine from the possibly Canadian. <laughs> I forgot about that one, actually. At one point during when the Japanese team is on, he says, I don't know how they can play in diapers, Cotton. I never could. <laughs> and um, then um, I think it's still when they're playing the Japanese team, the dodgeball hits Dwight in the balls, and he goes... Ouch, town population, you bro. <laughs> uh, and I, I think it's when they're talking about the Cinderella, like the, the concept that um, average Joe's is like a Cinderella story. Uh-huh. He's like, I sure do like pumpkins, Cotton. And then at some point later, I came back and added this. He's like, that'll buy them one heck of a pumpkin. <laughs> It's um, later in the same game. I'm pretty sure it's um, when they are battling the... I forget the name of the team, but it's like the inner city team. Where it's like the da- the breakdancers. Yeah. their the final Yeah. Because yeah. their final round is against Globo Gym. And that's when Patches dies. It's like yeah. right before that. Yeah. And then I also made a note that I forgot the context of... That's a bold strategy, Cotton. I hope it pays off for them. And that's when Average Joe's is forfeiting. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like during a game. No. It's literally when Average Joe's is forfeiting it's the not thing. A and he goes, it's a bold strategy, Cotton. And I did not remember that. I was drunk at that point, but I also didn't remember what the context no. of that was. That was just one thing I knew was from Dodgeball. Your other note in here is you watched the unrated version. What's the difference? 
I think I've only seen the unrated version. I think so as well. I don't know what the difference is between the... Although I've seen it on TV. They're not playing the unrated version on TV. Maybe like... I don't... That's what I think is. I don't... But like usually unrated versions because they're showing boobs or something. Yeah. I don't know what the difference is. I don't either. That was a note I made. That'll be Sober Thoughts. We'll look for... We'll look for the unrated version and the differences. Like the differences. Yeah. Yeah. Because I... We'll do that for Sober Thoughts. Yeah, that's a good idea. Cool. Um, I, like I said, I didn't know what the difference was because you I... You actually literally just have the word Shatner in here. Yeah. <laughs> I got very excited. <laughs> Listen, I, I really it. like Star Trek. No, I and love I really it. like William Shatner, even though he's an awful actor now. All right, I don't have anything else for this movie other than we'll cover in final thoughts. Um, I do have one couple of things. One couple. So... Um, one of my favorite bits in this entire fucking movie is when Owen goes, who's Steve the pirate? And Peter, so Vince Vaughn's character, is like, the guy on the team that dresses like a pirate. And Owen's like, there's a pirate on our team? There's an entire bit where they're like, Owen doesn't know who Steve the pirate is, even though he's been playing dodgeball And he's like been a pirate the entire time. And then, There's a point where Steve the Pirate, like, gives up his pirate costume. Yeah, so right? it's yeah. after he gets made fun of yeah. in Vegas, and like, he, like, a bunch of people call him a freak, and at the end he comes up, he's like, hey, uh, it's Steve. And then Owen's like, if you're not Steve the Pirate, who am I going to split all my loot with? And he's yeah. like, oh, gar. <laughs> like, <laughs> going back into it, like, yep. that's one of the notes that I made, was if you're not a pirate, who am I going to split all the buried yep. treasure with? There's also a line that I wrote down earlier that we didn't talk about. Um, so I think White Goodman makes fun of Steve the Pirate. And uh-huh. He's like, he's more of a pirate than you'll ever be. <laughs> All right. But I do want to point out one last thing. Okay. So if you watch the end of the movie, like when they're doing the, the advertisement for Average Joe's at the very end... Mm-hmm. You see Justin with his cheerleader girlfriend, and she's very pregnant. Yep. And I did not notice that yeah, until no, one, this wash through. She's super pregnant at the end. I noticed that one. Um, yes. That pretty much covers everything. Yeah. This was a <laughs> lot of fun. I'm so glad that we're back together recording. <laughs> Same. I think it's also a lot of fun because we got drunker than we have been lately. Yeah, but also it's because it's our first time together in a long yeah. time, so... Cool. So stay tuned for final thoughts. We, like I said, are going to cover uh, the differences between the censored and uncensored versions. Yes. Um, uh, so listen. Listen through the song. Cool. DJ, hit that music. Silver Lindsay played that song. <laughs> Hey, so uh, this is normally the part where you hear sober thoughts, but we're We're not sober. sober. (laughs) Um, This is like 20 seconds later. (laughs) Yeah, so we did this bit immediately after finishing the episode, when normally we would do this, I don't know, a couple days later, right before it goes up, but uh, fuck it. Lindsay immediately, while recording found the differences between the rated and unrated versions of this movie, so we're just going to read them. We're going to do while drunk. Whatever. This is, like, not sober thoughts. This is... This is, like... This is drunk thoughts. <laughs> Drunker thoughts. All right. Whatever. Sure. Whatever you just called it is fine. <laughs> I'm so sorry, Sober Lindsay. Like, you're going to hate me. You're going to hate Drunk Lindsay. <laughs> so I do want to start this. Um, this was... The three, the, the, <laughs> the theatrical version was rated PG thirteen. Okay, and uh, the unrated version is clearly unrated. Okay, hence it's called the unrated version. <laughs> so this uh, website says the ten differences are five scenes with alternate material, four extended scenes, and one scene with audio censorship. And, and the, the unrated version is only thirty eight seconds longer than the theatrical version. Hence which, why you probably like, didn't notice a difference. You know what probably one of them is? Is it one of the kids smoking the opium? Is that one of them? We'll find out. I yes, don't know. I'm is. literally, I don't know. I'm <laughs> going into this no, not knowing. It is. <laughs> no, it is. All right. Uh, first one, extended scene, six minutes and 26 seconds in. 
Before executing the dance act, Martha tells Justin with a naughty grin, I'm not wearing any panties. I didn't realize that! Length of time, 3.4 seconds. So that's... Okay, so I remember the scene in the original version, and I guess I... I don't know that I remembered when she goes, so they, I'm not 100% wearing any panties. air the PG-13 version on TV, and because it's only 34 seconds... Well, where like, they do yeah. the segment where uh, Justin lifts her, yep. and then she falls, like... Full on, on his face. We never covered this in the show, or in the full on episode, but apparently that scene was supposed to be like a lot more hardcore where his hand like went up her asshole. Um, But they cut that because they were like, this is weird and also it doesn't make sense. So they cut that, but but that was a thing that they were going to do. Huh. So uh, the I'm not wearing any panties is definitely, I've seen the original and unrated and I did not notice a difference. Next one, alternate material. Takes place at 22 minutes <laughs> and 49 seconds. Scene. While little Jimmy harmlessly or asks harmlessly in the theatrical version what ADAA stands for, we see him coughing up smoke from the opium pipe that he tried out shortly before. He then also asks asks about the ADAA. So it's when they were talking about the opium epidemic. So he doesn't actually hit an opium pipe in the. That's the why I was version. like, I don't think I realized he was smoking a pipe. Length no, 1.32 seconds. Longer. But it was funny. Extended scene. Uh, the younger Patches says another sentence before saluting the viewers in the video. He says, This is Patches O'Houlihan saying, Take care of your balls and they'll take care of you. In the PG-13 <laughs> vid version, he says, This is Patches, o- Patches O'Houlihan. And then he salutes. Okay, so that was a note that I made. is saying, Take care of your balls and they'll take care of you. <laughs> Length of time, 4.28 seconds. Another extended scene. So after entering the gym, Patches underlines his arrival with a variation of the famous Apocalypse Now line and lets the team know that he doesn't think too highly of their masculinity. Hmm, I love the smell of queef in the morning. Length of time, 6.88 seconds. That was all one of minutes. my other yeah. things we talked about. Um, so another alternate material. When Patches yells at the guys, line up lady, the unrated uh, version has a shot of them standing all over the place. While the PG shows patches a little earlier, this is a point six eight second longer. I don't so like not really know. Where he just says "line up, ladies." Yeah, so that's, so that that's not five in seconds. the original version. Yeah, that doesn't seem like something that needs to be cut for an unrated version. Know. That's at thirty five minutes. Um, so the next one, alternate material, thirty eight seconds, forty thirty eight minutes, forty seven seconds. Justin is still pretty bad at dodging balls, and patches comments on it on that. In his own fashion, in <laughs> the unrated version, it says, you're about as useful... So, I said this is completely weird, but whatever, I'm fucking drunk. Uh, the PG-13 version, he says, you're about as useful as a poopy-flavored lollipop. In the unrated version, he says, holy hell, son, you're about as useful as a cock-flavored lollipop. That's one of my notes, was a cock-flavored lollipop. Yeah. Um, audio censorship, 47 seconds. Or for- Why the fuck do I keep saying seconds? Sorry. 47 minutes. Um, when the announcement in the locker room tells the players that they have to be vaccinated for syphilis, shingles, etc., and that dyslexics, dyslexics aren't allowed on the court, it can be heard loud and clear in the unrated version. Uh, however, it's in the theatrical version, it's considerably reduced in volume and drowned out by other noise in the locker room. No time difference. I uh, thought that one was funny. I do uh, like that addition to the film. Alternate material, 52 minutes, 41 seconds. Patches uses a different word for the alleged lesbian Kate. Um, so in the PG-13 version, he says, those men in that lesbo and they're believing you, Art says, Kate's not she. Uh, in the unrated version, he says, those men in that muff diver and they're believing you, Art says, Kate's not a muff diver, she. Um, and that's 0.76 long, like seconds longer. <clears throat> Another alternate material, when Patches describes how the team's style of play looks from the outside. Um, the PG-13 version, he says... I love this one. And I, I'm sorry. I, I'm reading this verbatim. I don't like using this word, but it, he says in the PG-13 version, it's like watching a bunch of retards trying to hump a doorknob out there. And in the unrated, he says, it's like watching a bunch of retards trying to fuck a doorknob out there. So I will 2. say... 2.4 seconds. Um, this was inspired by a quote... From, like, I think it was the Miracle Hockey yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, still not PC. No, it's not PC. I don't like saying that word, but... No. Yeah. No, still not PC. Yeah. Um, extended scene. 
one minute nine one hour, one hour nine, nine minutes. minutes. Sorry, <laughs> I'm bad. I'm very drunk. These these times don't. Make so sense. this is like the longest because it's an extended scene. This is the longest one. This is like what lends. So like I two thought thirds. this was in the original version. This is like two thirds of the extended, like of the unrated yeah. versions time length extra. Which I find weird because um, I thought this was in the original version. Apparently not. It says, um, so in the unrated version, it shows Justin storming back to Amber, grabbing, kissing her. So this is after the donkeys have won. Yep. And she's, they're, they're, um, sorry. This is after the donkeys have won the championship cheerleading final or whatever. And Justin is center with... Amber. I actually didn't realize this wasn't in the theatrical that, version. I thought this was. Because I was definitely saying. I thought now this I'm was... really confused about what they showed on TV. Yeah. Um, but it says that it shows Justin Long uh, storing back mm-hmm. to Amber. Justin is the name of his character. But also Justin Long. But also Justin Long. Uh, storing back to Amber, grabbing and kissing her in the best movie fashion before heading back to the final dodgeball game. He's like, I've got my own trophy to win. She stays with her cheering squad and a big grin on her face. And it seems weird that this isn't miss- this is missing in the theatrical version because we see him in a very pregnant version of Amber later on. Um, I have definitely seen this and like not it was on TV, so like I don't know yeah, what the version. I is. don't. That's where I, I wonder was confused. if, like, on TV, they, like, pick and choose their scenes that they can show. Maybe. Maybe it's, like, a special TV cut versus, like, there might be a theatrical version, a TV cut version, and, like, an uncut version. Like, Maybe. Unrated. I don't know. but I um, don't know. But this is making me realize I don't really understand what the difference is between rated and unrated versions And of also films. what they show on TV. Yeah. Because um, I've definitely seen that scene. Was that the last extent? That was the last one. That was 21 seconds long. That's the that's the longest <laughs> that's extended like, thing? So the entire, like I said, the entire like un, unrated version is 38 seconds longer. That was 21 seconds of that 38. Jesus so like, Christ. over half. Um, <clears throat> but before we cut, I do want to mention that like a lot of the notes that Stephanie had on her like actual notes were from the were unrated. from the unrated like specifically the unrated but i um, feel like funny. i've seen the unrated more than i've seen the i original. think maybe that be- i think maybe because like the unrated's not that bad they showed it on tv i also think it's because my brothers probably owned the they un- might have owned the unrated one of my brothers I can't think of which one because I have multiple. They, I mean, they may. One have. of them owns the unrated but version. I of have Ball. watched it on TV, and I feel like I've seen that scene. Like I've seen that scene for sure. The Justin Long one. Yeah, yeah. the Justin Long one. But I've I seen the opioid scene before, right. but I never made. The I connection. think I have too. So like, I don't know what they showed on TV, or maybe I'm like not remembering the fact that like the TV versions were tamer. Like it's not really that. Like it's not that. No, comparatively. The, the thing that I find super interesting is the unrated version is literally. The same. Less than 40 seconds Less than longer. a minute longer. Yeah. All right. Cool. So I think that pretty much covers literally everything I can think of for dodgeball. Hopefully. Until we come up with something else yeah. at a later date and time. Um, so if you like this podcast, if you like the fact that we got kind of like drunker than normal, like let us know. Um, leave us a rating. Leave us a review. Give please us, leave us a review. Please leave, please us, a leave review. us a rating. Um... If you're leaving us a review and it's funny, we will read it. If you're leaving we've us had a review one, in general, we will read it. We've had like two reviews total. No, Maybe. we have more than that. It's like it's a couple, but like still, we haven't had a review in a long we time. Haven't. So if yeah. you give us a review, we'll read we it. will read it. We read the last one, which was probably a year ago. So at least a year ago, we will way, yeah. read it. Um, but yeah. Rate us, review us, say hi on our social media. Yes, please. Just interact with us. We love you guys. Okay. Coming to you now and like after this song with all of our social stuff. So now you know how to interact with us. Yes. So listen to the song, listen to our social media inputs, and, and say uh, hi. Come say hi. Okay, bye.
All right. That was the episode. So we love hearing from you. Um, and if you want to contact us, you can do so through our email address. It is drunkanduncultured at gmail.com. We are also on Facebook at Drunk and Uncultured Podcast. Our Instagram is Drunk and Uncultured. And our Twitter is Drunk Uncultured. No ant. And as always, I'm Lindsay, and you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Untapped at Lindsay Sold Out. And I'm Stephanie, and you can find me on Untapped, Instagram, Twitter, and Tumblr as underscore Stephen Color. And you can also follow my concert Instagram at Shitty Concert Blog. Stay drunk, guys. See you next time.